Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. This year, and we're at 58, I think. So, um, yeah, so it's very, very cool. And for those of you who don't know, Tom Egham is with us this morning. Um, this has become a tradition around here the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, Tom always comes and, and shares with us. Tom is the president of Hope for Kids International. Um, we have been partnering with them for at least 15 years. We've kind of lost count. And uh, we've been going through this series called There's an App for That and talking about life application. And I thought it was just perfect to do the Compassion app and have Tom come speak on that. So would you please welcome this morning... President of Hope for Kids International, Mr. Tom Agum. Please give him a warm welcome. All right, that's cool. <laughs> well, it must be Thanksgiving weekend. Already. You know, a year has passed since I was last here. Oh, you realize that. It's every Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is a tradition now, we noticed. Last year you said it's almost a tradition, but now that it's 15 years, it's official now. Uh, expect me here on Thanksgiving. Or are we stopping this year now? Is this it? Okay, all right. Well, hey, every year I come here and I'm just so filled with uh, appreciation for uh, another great year of, of bringing hope to kids around the world. And Northgate is such an important part. And I really look forward to this just to come and say thank you. So many of you sponsor kids in our sponsorship program. And I, I have the chance to travel throughout the year uh, visiting those kids, seeing them face to face. And the impact we're making in the lives of so many kids is just uh, really a moving thing to see. Uh, you've changed the destiny of kids who have lost their parents, uh, would have ended up in the village without an education. And every time I see these kids that are doing well and their English is improving and, and they show us their grades and they're uh, talking about the change that takes place in their life, uh, I can't emphasize enough how important this is to spend $31 a month to change the life of a child. So many of you do that, and some of you multiple children, and I, uh, from the bottom of my heart, just thank you because uh, it just absolutely changes uh, the, the lives of these kids. Uh, yeah, every year, it seems like somebody goes from here. Uh, this year, I know, it was pretty uh, slim. You sent Rick... Uh, Oh, that was supposed to be a little joke, but anyway, it didn't come out that way. But Rick, why don't you wave your hand? A lot of you know Rick here. He, I, I, I understand why you sent him, to get rid of him for a couple of weeks. But uh, thank you for sending him that I got to babysit him. But, and, and then Larry, on top of that, that, that was really a double fun one there. Uh, but anyway, they got to see firsthand uh, the difference we're making. And uh, I think whenever you are able to see that firsthand, it just fires you up to come back and encourage uh, people to be a part of it. And that's a big part of why we are celebrating the 46,000 uh, because of uh, your giving toward water because they've seen it firsthand. And I understand that next July there will be a number of you that are, are planning on going to Uganda with us and we'll dedicate those wells. And uh, I know uh, Betty told me last night that she's planning on going. And now I believe that Jesus did rise from the dead. Because uh, <laughs> when I see her there, that's going to be a miracle. But anyway, I know there's a lot of you people 
a lot of you are staying behind and, and we'll start a fund. Let's get rid of Betty for two weeks. And, and if you could help her go, uh, you know, that'd be great for you staying home. Uh, but the more I spoke with her last night, I realized this is going to be a high maintenance group that's coming. So uh, anyway, uh, we're looking forward to that. I, I'm so glad that you're going to be able to see firsthand why your husband always comes home crying from this place, because it really is a, a very moving thing to be able to uh, see that. If any of you are interested in any of our other trips, we're going back to Cuba this year, and we are going to, we're asking Dave not to come, because you're the, it's the only trip you've ever been on, it's the only one I've ever been deported from, so we're going we're gonna to see if we can stay there the whole time without you, okay? Ken, you're welcome, because I know it had nothing to do with you, uh, but anyway... Uh, Namibia, uh, Appalachia, um, uh, Romania, uh, Uganda a number of times, India. Uh, uh, if you're interested in traveling with us to see firsthand, it's really a life-changing experience. But if not, we'll see a lot of you in July, I understand. Can I just share a personal story? Uh, a year ago... Next week, I was speaking in Yorba Linda, where I'll be next weekend. It's kind of the same thing. I always speak the first weekend in December at a church in Yorba Linda and Thanksgiving here. And, and uh, I got up to say that this is the last speaking of the, of, of the year. And the next time I would see them, I would no longer be in my 50s. I think I said that here too. So I'm, I'm 60 now. That was the number I was fishing for with the 100. But anyway, uh, uh, what a year to turn 60. So I'm standing up in front of the church uh, in Yorba Linda, and I just had sensed that morning when I woke up that we should have a goal. We had drilled 40 wells uh, last year, and that we should make a goal of 60 to celebrate my 60th anniversary. And so I kind of blurted it out in the service, and I had several of my staff members there, and they're like shocked that I'm saying this. In fact, I said, I feel like I should set an example for my children that uh, something I've been saving money for. I've been looking at this black pickup truck that I've wanted for a long time, and I've got $15,000, and I feel like I need to give that uh, for a well and a half. So I, this just, I, I felt prompted to say that. And um, then, do you ever have buyer's remorse? <laughs> God, after that, why did I say that? Now I have to do it, you know? And so anyway, I... I my savings account zero, and I don't have a truck, but I'm telling you what I have. Uh, one of the highlights of my life, taking four of my five children with me, my youngest being seven, and, and then my 10-year-old son, and then my two older boys, and dedicating, uh, we challenged a, a guy I was staying with in Yorba Linda, if he would match my 5,000, we'd do a well together, so we did two wells, and um, taking my kids there, uh, to dedicate those wells. If you're going to be there in July, you'll understand what I mean. And Rick, you, you know what it's like. Boy, you go to one of those. The village is so grateful. So I took, one of the things that we do is when we take you to see your well, it has your name on it, and we officially dedicate it. We open it as soon as it's ready to open. We open it. But when you come, we have another official uh, uh, dedication with the village and they come out and they give you goats and chickens and, and it's just this generosity thing you, you just, you're so humbled when you see it. So one of the things that we do is we take you to the original source. So I've got pictures 
uh, of taking my family along with a number of our team members down this path almost a mile to walk to where the women had been drawing the well or the water before we drilled the well. And when we got there, my two youngest were standing right by the source. And I've got pictures of them standing there. And Sophia, my youngest, turned to me and just put her hand over her mouth. And I later, when I said, I told the story of you putting your hand over your mouth. I, she said, Daddy, do you know why I did that? And I said, no. And she said, because it's the only thing I could do to keep from bursting, crying out loud. Nobody should drink that water. So, for me, that's why I say it was one of the highlights of my life. My kids talk about it constantly. They tell their friends about it. They'd been a part of raising some money for water. And now it's personal. It's very real to all of us as we saw the result of giving and the impact that can have. I don't think my kids will ever forget it. I pray they don't. So to me, uh, I hesitate to even tell about it, but the scripture says, let your good deeds be shown before men that they may glorify God. And that's the only reason I tell you that is just to glorify God. And then to say that we were at uh, 54 wells until I heard the news about uh, the 46,000 more. So that means uh, we're just uh, 15,000 short of the goal of of 60 wells for the year, which I'm just uh, amazed. Because you have no idea the tens of thousands of people that are now drinking fresh water. 85% of their diseases that kill little kids before they're... 52% of the kids in that area die before their fifth birthday. 84% of them, the diseases are waterborne. So immediately, when we bring that fresh water from 150 to 300 feet deep, we dig only, uh, we drill only deep water wells, we see lives saved. And the women no longer have to spend hours going and coming to get their water. They can be productive. They can raise crops. They can. It changes the village. And unless you've been there and seen it, you probably think this is an exaggeration. But once you see it, you, you cannot imagine the impact it has on, on families there. And especially knowing that you're saving kids' lives. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Uh, maybe it'll be 100 uh, but anyway, this is just really a remarkable thing. Uh, I'm fired up. I can tell you that. I, I, I'll tell you another thing that's happening. is I, One thing I have fought against this entire 39 years I've been doing this is that we would be moving toward becoming a humanitarian organization instead of a faith-based, Christ-centered, evangelical ministry. And I have seen so many things this year that have confirmed we're on the right track to make sure that at the bottom, the bottom line of everything we do is to show the compassion of Jesus. 
And we're able to broadcast that in our wells. Even though many times there's numbers of people of non-faith and Muslims around, when we uh, dedicate the well, we tell the story of Jesus meeting the woman at the well and explain that this water, you'll be thirsty again, but the water he gives. And so many people have come to Christ through these acts of love, solidly. You know, I... uh, often compared to 20 years or so ago, I was doing a lot of big crusades in Russia and Eastern Europe and South America, and I'd see thousands of people respond and stand to receive Christ, but I don't know what fruit ever came out of that. You know, I mean, it was fun to be able to say 10,000 or 8,000, and you think, wow, what a great ministry. But now when we see people converted, they're genuinely converted. Because of the love of Christ that they're seeing. I had a Muslim man say to me, praise Jesus. It seems that he's the only one answering the prayer for water. You know, we've had people fall on their knees and say, I never thought I'd dream of this day. Since the foundation of the earth, we've not had water in this village. Others have said, how did God find us here in this small little village? They know. They know the source. And I want to remind you that that's at the foundation of everything we do. We want people to know the love and compassion of Jesus. And I can't think of a better way to demonstrate it than bringing water, uh, feeding those who are in need of clothing the naked. I mean, the Bible is so filled with... with, uh, References to making a difference in the life of the poor. I want to uh, tell you about two books I read this past year uh, that have really inspired me, and I almost use them as a reference now. One is called Hold in Our Gospel, uh, Richard Stearns. Uh, he's the president of World Vision. Get a hold of that book. I know Dave has really shared that with a lot of people. It really challenges us in the area of generosity. And The second book is called 58. In fact, my little scripture today I'm using is Isaiah 58, a couple verses out of that, and it talks about Isaiah 58. And uh, it's a real positive book about being generous and meeting the need of those living in extreme poverty. Now, I grew up in a very evangelical home. I rebelled and got in lots of trouble and all of that, but, but my basis for Christianity was one that said that if you're truly an evangelical Christian, you just speak about Jesus, and you quote the Bible, and you just focus on that kind of evangelism. The liberals, the Lutherans, which I later became, uh, they have a social gospel. They're afraid to talk about Jesus, so they just do nice things. And it became a bad word, you know, social gospel. But one of the things that uh, uh, Richard Stearns brings out in his book is he had a, a friend who cut out all the portions of the Bible that talk about the poor and helping the poor, and it was a hole in, in the Bible. There were pages that couldn't even, uh, barely held together. And his point is, we've missed it. If we're not making a difference in the life of the poor, you read the words of Jesus, you read the words of the scripture, and it directs us that this is the direction in which we are to go. When you say, okay, what's the most religious thing I can do? The scripture says, the most religious thing you can do is 
take care of the widows and care for the orphans. It doesn't say come to worship five times a week. It doesn't say give 20%. It doesn't say, you know, uh, memorize the scripture or whatever. Those are all great things. But it talks about our life action. Uh, Isaiah 58 talks about the chosen fast of the people. And Isaiah is saying, the, the fast you've chosen uh, is, is a small fast, and yet you satisfy your desires and your pleasures. Isaiah says the true fast of the Lord is very different than the one you've chosen. It is simply not a willingness to skip a meal. It is a change of appetite, a new desire, which motivates our action in response to the incredible need we see in the world. It embraces the opportunity to make a difference. Unlike the performance of the people that Isaiah is addressing, authentic, authentic action is not notice me religion, but instead... Isaiah 58.10, this is from the scripture here. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as noonday. In other words, at your lowest point, that's going to be like noonday. Most of my time, throughout the year, spent with the poorest people on earth. And I often say, I am rich because of it. Because they're rich in faith. They're generous. They give. They teach you so much about life and what's important and what is really valued. And the joy they have is just indescribable. If you, when you go with us to Uganda and you worship with us in the church, you'll, you'll look in, and be amazed at the joy. And it always surprises me a little bit. And I go, if, if my children were sick and I was unable to find them enough food to keep them nourished and all of these things were going on and I had diseases that I didn't have money for the medicine how joyful would I be? They, they teach us so much. So uh, I, I love being with the poor because they teach us so much and they have so much uh, to share and give and, and their generosity is, is contagious. So often when I think about being a follower of Jesus, I think about reading our Bibles, attending church, giving our tithes, saying no negative things in our society and... Uh, uh, I'm realizing there's so much more to being a radical follower of Jesus. Becoming a follower of Jesus is a lifetime process. Do you agree? You know, I mean, just when you think you've made a couple steps forward, you, you get humbled and fall back or whatever, but it's a lifetime. And I truly believe that uh, it's an important process of surrender. It's like every time the Holy Spirit speaks to me through His Word, I surrender a little more. I say, God... I, I know I'm selfish in this area. I need to surrender this to you. To you. And the scripture speaks of two very important priorities in following Jesus. Uh, one is love God with your whole heart. And the other is love your neighbor. So we should be living like Jesus. We should resemble our leader. What a compliment if somebody says you are like Christ. You are like Jesus. You live your life in such a way. Early on in my ministry, I was inspired by William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army. 
And uh, his, his, long, uh, his lifelong uh, saying was, heart to God and hand to man. And I love that because I think the more you give to him, the more your hand's going to be extended, the more generous you're going to be, the more giving and loving and compassionate you're going to be. Uh, I recently read a quote uh, by Gandhi. And he, he's quoted as saying, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah, that hurts. But it's so true. And, and oftentimes, that's the criticism we hear from those uh, who are not followers of Christ. How come you're not like Jesus? How come you're not like your Christ? Well, I encourage people to get involved in churches that are involved in, in the poor. And this church definitely is a light on this hill up here of the numbers of things that you do every year and, and throughout the year of helping those in need uh, says, says a lot about the kind of place this is. And I, and I love this place. And I love Pastor Ken. I, I resonate with him on so many things. He really is a true Christian because he believes what I believe. Uh, <laughs> Is that okay? Or, oh, all right, all right. Because some were wondering, you know, anyway. All right, no. Um, and I, I often ask, okay, who are the poor? Uh, recently I read that if you make $25,000 a year, you are in the top 5% of the world's population. That's why when I see these signs that say 99% of us, I say, I want to show you the 99%. They don't look like you. They look like the ones we feed every day. And if you make 50000 per year, you're in the top 1% of the world's population of income. 1.4, I don't usually throw out statistics, but I have to this time. 1.4 million do not have access to safe water. By the way, it would take us about $20 billion to bring safe water to everyone on the planet. I believe it can happen. I'll tell you why. Black Friday, 2009, rough year, remember? We didn't spend much. That Friday alone, Americans spent $41 billion on Black Friday. We can find $20 billion Shouldn't every one of God's beautiful people at least have water, access to safe water so they don't watch their babies die? And over 2 million people on this planet live on less than $2 a day. So this is what we call the extreme poor. One more statistic. Interestingly, I read in one of those two books I mentioned that 96% of our charitable giving in America, including churches, is for people in America. Only 4% of our charitable giving is focused on outside of our borders. Yet, our USA population represents just 4.5% of the world's population. 
When I read that today, 26,500 children will die of preventable diseases. Almost 10 million will die before I see you again next Thanksgiving. I wonder what the followers of Jesus are doing in response to this tragedy. Thankfully, we have leaders speaking out and bringing us knowledge of that suffering. The sad thing is the alarm was not first sounded by the church and its leaders. It was Bill Gates, Bono, Oprah, and rock and roll bands calling our attention to the HIV-AIDS pandemic. Bono, the lead singer of the band U2, said the religious community, by the most part, missed it. The ones who didn't miss it could only see it as divine retribution for bad behavior, even on children. The fallout from this terrible disease has left 20 million kids as orphans. Ten years ago, Barna Survey asked evangelical Christians if they would give toward helping HIV-AIDS-affected orphans. Only 3% said they would help. Where are the followers of Jesus who are called to be compassionate and caring and involved in the lives of orphans and widows? Just over a week ago, I was speaking in Windhoek, Namibia, in southern Africa. The event was to raise awareness as well as money to help children living in extreme poverty, struggling with the basic necessities of life. One of our partner ministries there has 1,600 children living in hostels. These are like boarding schools because the schools are not available in the, in the, in the, in the villages, only in the, in the towns or bigger, bigger places. Because of lack of funds, these kids, as I toured, saw decaying buildings where toilets and showers no longer worked. They were living in filth. It was awful. And that night, uh, a week ago this past Saturday, I was at the head table and was the speaker, and they did something kind of unique there. They had the head table tell how much they gave. And we wrote it on a piece of paper and they announced it and there was lots of cheers. And then the matrons of the 19 hostels came forward to give what they'd collected over the last weeks. And the matrons had raised three to four times that what was given by the business people in the community. It was very humbling. And I thought, the reason is they're connected to these children. It's personal, and they love them deeply. It was a great example of the true fast. Isaiah 58, 12 says, You'll be called the repairers of broken walls, restorer of broken streets with dwellings. And I truly believe that fits that occasion. So we've committed to do whatever we can when we see the need in the world, and it takes you and me together. And until we really choose this fast of generosity toward the poor, I don't think we'll make uh, as great a difference as we, as, we, as we can. But I'm here today to tell you that I am so fired up 
Because I'm meeting generous people all the time that are saying, I'm going to give like I've never given before. I, I, I believe that God has designed that we should be giving generously to our church. And where I get excited is when a church calls me up and says, we have extra money designated for the poor. Can you help us? Wouldn't that be great? Next year, you say, we have a $500,000 extra here at the church because everybody's giving so generously. If, if we truly catch this fast that Isaiah is talking about, we're going to be looking for ways we can be more generous. And if you need an example, come to Africa with me and, and watch these people that have four chickens and they give you two. Or compliment something in their hut and they give it to you. Or they have one goat and they give the goat to you. There's something about knowing that we have a chance to truly make a difference for those living in extreme poverty. To at least give them a glimpse of Jesus. To show them His love. I remember one time buying a pair of boots for a guy digging a 40-foot pit for our hospital and I dropped the boots down inside and he immediately just dropped to his knees and started praising God. He knew where they came from where they came. I believe we have an opportunity today and I, I can tell you where I'm at. I'm just really repentant right now just saying God move my heart by what moves your heart. I want to make sure these last years of my life are are the most generous years of my life. That I would be uh, uh, giving of all that you've entrusted me. That I can truly be the salt and light you've asked me to be. That we can truly respond to those in need around us. And look for ways that I can make a difference. Uh, you know, Sponsor a child is $31 a month. We can all do that. Uh, when I was in Namibia, I, uh, we were registering some children in one of the hostels. And Elizabeth and a couple other ladies were there with me. Uh, she's in charge of our sponsorship program. And I saw this little girl. She didn't have any front teeth. And I said to Elizabeth, I want that girl. She reminds me of my Sophia at home who just got her teeth back. And so later we're registering, and I saw the girl online, and I came up, and, and I already told you, my youngest, is her name is Sophia. And uh, I came up to this girl, and I said, what's your name? Yeah. She said, Sophia. It's the third girl I've chosen that had the name Sophia. And I just, I, I really believe uh, God prompts that and surprises me with that because I had no way of knowing. And then I went back to the farm in which we were staying and found out that her dad worked at that farm and I was able to meet him and say, I just sponsored your, your daughter. God is so interested in us 
changing this world and restoring it. This was not his plan. He didn't plan that these children would be without water, without education, or without basics of life. He put us here for a purpose. It says we are the workmanship of Christ. He has things destined for us, planned for us, no matter what our age. Seeing you young people, we just had a VIP trip to Africa at the end of this big trip I just had with 59 people. Two of them were 12-year-old kids. They decided to have a baseball tournament. It's called the Water for Kids uh, Baseball Classic. And they raised 10000 last year and 10000 this year. And this year, it's statewide in Arizona in the end of January. And to see these kids, and I introduced them to the, to the village, and I said, I know you see a lot of adults here, and you're thinking there's some rich Mzungus. They call us Mzungu, means white with cash. And I, I, said, <laughs> I said, I know you see these rich like adults, but I want to tell you about these two boys. And then I showed them what, they didn't know what baseball was, so I had them act out a little baseball game, you know, throw the pitch and hit with the stick and all of that. And I said, they're the ones. And Sam, one of the boys, spoke and he said, when I heard about kids not having water, I wanted to do something. And that's what they did. And they were there to dedicate their wells. All of us can make a difference. It's our call. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.